Welcome to this Te Hauaho I Am New podcast with Aaron Leamond. Today I have a quick chat with Mary Shaw, my Reiki master, who uh, attuned me, reattuned me to Reiki 1, Reiki 2, and ultimately me into Reiki master. Um, she shares with us some of her experience and her journey into this realm of energy and also um, talks about the, the meaning behind her uh, philosophy of having a cup of tea. So let's just stop for a moment and have a cup of tea with Mary. My name is Mary Shaw and I'm an energy worker and clairvoyant and many other things which you'll see if you look at my profile. Um, as a child, when I was a very small child, I would sit on my mother's knee and she'd say, cup of tea on my knee. And that to me meant that I could talk about anything. As I got older, obviously I didn't sit on her knee or my father's knee. We, we all sat together and they would say, let's have a cup of tea. So the whole family would sit down and we'd discuss everything everything from the everyday things to the stars and um, and the na nature spirits and uh, herbals things. My mother used to um, get us collecting seaweed when we were little because she used to make all these vile potions out of it to make you feel good. And uh, you never ran into my mother's kitchen and drank what was there because it was usually seaweed or weeds that would take rashes off your body and things like that. And they worked, but they were vile. And um, my father would take us on to the beach and we'd lie and look at the stars. So I came from a family that was very much into energies. Beautiful. So at the age of five, having gone to, started a Catholic school, he started school at four then, because I'm 77 now. So started school at four in England. And um, basically I could never understand why God had no beginning and no end. So I would constantly ask the teacher and my mother and everybody that would listen, why does God have no beginning and no end? In the end, I actually asked the priest at five years old and he told me I was blasphemous. I didn't know what blasphemous meant at that age. So moving on a year, maybe when I was about six, I was sat in the lounge room and mum was in the kitchen just peeling carrots. My mother was what I call an earth person. So everything was logical and everything was black and white. Right. So she turned to me as she peeled the carrots and said, you want to know the answer to that question, don't you, Mary? Even though I've not mentioned it, my mother was psychic as well. And I said, yes, I want to know why God has no beginning and no end. So she just looked at me and said, it's all energy, Mary just energy and it was like hmm that's right I didn't ask that question ever again because it answered what I was feeling and so from then on I began my journey into energies everything was energy dad would show us he'd cut cardboard and stick it on pencils and put it near the fire so that the heat would move it and he would explain mm. about the energy and I was born a twin actually there were three of us born but one died after a week and 
my brother in later years when people talked to him and then talked to me they used to say were you brought up in the same family and we used to laugh because he tried so hard to be none of this airy fairy stuff right but of course in the end when you started looking at his books and things like that you realize that he also also was into this and my brother passed away three years ago and of course we taught regular on all levels so moving on with the energies when i was at school i thought well i want to be a physics teacher and um that didn't happen because my father died and i decided to leave school and do it the hard way and take exams later so cutting short all of the journey i suddenly realized when i got teaching um, psychic stuff and energies and things like that, that, hey, you're a physics teacher, but not in the way you thought you were going to be. No, that's exactly right. So initially I worked in, initially, um, I worked in computers. I used to take great fun in blowing up the computers because um, it's all energy, remember? <laughs> <laughs> and then great fun in solving the problems and they thought that was wonderful because I solved the problems that I'd actually caused but they didn't know that so that's the sort of personality I am I like to investigate and I like to be mischievous so cutting short that long journey where I, I actually met and married my husband and my soulmate and we've been married 57 years um, and had two children who are now both what, 55 and 56 and um, they've had grandchildren. I've now got um, five grandchildren and six great-grandchildren. Wow. So that's the logical side of Mary. I have my feet on the ground, okay? Yeah. But my head in the clouds. Going to say, so where's over the, the years... <laughs> Sorry? I was where's, going to say, where's, where's the, the rest, rest of, of Mary? The rest of Mary is just energy, remember? Yeah. Yes. energy yes of course so the years i've channeled many energy modalities and i've learned many energy modalities both on this level and on, on the esoterical level and in the ethers and i've also met face to face with extraterrestrials so going back to the energy part growing up learning how to utilize energy and going to little classes on psychic development listening to people in the little group going, oh, well, I, I've seen a chalice or I've seen this. And I used to say, how come I don't see that? Because I saw everything in color and I saw it logical. I saw exactly what was going to be happening. Mm. So I said to one lady that was teaching, I said, how come I don't get chalices? She said, do you want it hard or do you want it easy? I said, easy, please. And so from then on, um, I am what's known as a true clairvoyant, so I, in the knowing as they say and being in the knowing is supposed to be further on because you can see hear, and feel everything so when i do a reading i'm actually in the actual scenario i'm actually in it i can see it all around me yeah. and, uh, and um, see the colors you know i didn't realize that some people couldn't see colors um so that's what i i do as a clairvoyant but i don't now do the readings that are you know i want to get married and i'm going to meet my lover and all of that i chose to we've been through that growth and that's fine if someone wants to go for that then they can go to someone else yeah. uh, but and if someone wants to be told they're a special spiritual being then don't come to me because basically 
I see it as it is, and everybody is almost, um, we're not all on the same level, but we can be. And energetically, as we meet people along the way, we either, we either raise our vibrations or lower our vibrations so that we can actually be on that same vibration as that person. Yes. And by doing that, if it is a case of having to lower your vibration, which if you're doing healing, sometimes you have to, to be on that vibration with them, that also raises that person's vibration. So if, um, if you came to me for a, a treatment, basically by standing next to you, by just looking at you, then your vibrations would be raised to a level and then would be lowered to, to a level that we can actually communicate mm. and we can actually go into the process of healing. Because another one of my mother's saying, great sayings was, nobody can heal, this, heal anybody, you can only heal yourself. And by healing yourself, the person in your vibration is being healed. So initially, if you decide to be a healer, in inverted commas as I call it, um, the people that come to you are a reflection of what is actually going on inside of you. Yes. The so people say, but I do Reiki and this and love and all the rest. And yes, of course, Reiki is unconditional love. But the people you come to you are a reflection of what is happening with you. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget when I first started doing Reiki many, many, many years ago, that so I was standing there listening to this poor woman carrying on like nobody's business about all the upsets in her life and all this and what was wrong with her. I'm thinking quite egotistically, oh, this isn't me. And then I started really listening to what was going on in this woman and I thought, oh my God, that's me, that's me, that's me. And so at that realization, bang, the woman started to heal and I started to heal. So it is a total reflection of you. So look around you and see the friends that are in your life and the ones that irritate you are the ones that are teaching you the most because mm. they're teaching you about yourself. And and so, as I said before, along the road of training, I've done Reiki, Reiki Master, I've traveled Isisation, I've done all sorts of energy modalities, which all led to the fact that it is all energy, Mary. So we look at the vibrations of it and we look at the vibrations of sound, of color, of everything around you. And remember, when you're looking through your physical eyes, you're only seeing a part of it. The rest is filled in. Yes. I think um, if we, do you know, uh, Aaron, do you know how much you see? I think it's only about 20%, but we actually see physically. Yes, yeah. I, and the I, rest I, we fill in. I remember reading that. It was about, it was only about 15 or 20%, the numbers that I saw. Mm. Um, and as you mm. say, the rest of it's, energy that you can't see like but, but the rest of it is energy and the rest of it is we fill in it's like fill the dots yeah. in and yeah. so what we're doing is putting our perception on what we're seeing so the person standing next to you if you ask them and say oh, well what are you seeing can you see and they go well no can't you see that over there and they're seeing a different perspective of what's going on so you have to remember that when someone comes to you with their troubles or comes to you with with something they want you to do for them and I get people come in and say, can you create me $300,000, please? And I'll say, well, yes, but what do you want it for? And and I realized over the years, it's so easy to create for everybody else. But hey, what about me? 
Mm. And it's like, well, you're being taught over and over and over by the people that come into your lives. And then you look at, okay, I know how to do that. I can do that easily. But why am I not allowing myself to do that? And it is about allowing yourself to be who you really want to be. Yes. And it's about standing in your power. And when you start doing that, you start to, um, I hate the word process, but you do start to process and let go of all the old barriers. And if you read a lot of the self-help books, you'll see that there's a point there, especially with money, uh, is that you, you really do not want to earn any more than what your parents have earned. And you think, <laughs> well, that's stupid. But if you, I, I did an experiment once and I thought, well, what did my parents earn all those years ago? And then I worked out what it would be in today's money. And it was exactly the same. Mm. And every time I went above that, I would create a bill that bang, you know, to wipe that out. Mike and I ran a resort retreat at one stage and we learned so much about manifesting there. Because we'd get these bills and everything, you just pay them. And then started to learn how to manifest. And we got this one month and thought, wow, yeah, I've got money left in the bank. I mean, that was the state of the game then, go for a month, put money left in the bank, we've cracked it. And I think it was a ridiculous amount, it was about $670.05, something like that. Yeah. The very next day, I got a bill from Telstra for $670.05, which took every cent. And there shouldn't have been a bill from Telstra, because we have pay-as-you-go phones at the mm. resort. So this was just completely, and it was like, whack. So, being a quadruple Scorpio, I have the Sun, Moon, Rising sign and Mars in Scorpio. Don't ever cross me. But, <laughs> being that, you have to have this black and white side of yourself. You have to have got to have the answer. And science was always my, my backbone, I would say. I have to know what, why and how. Mm. Which is why I was so insistent with how why does God have no beginning and no end. So we're jumping aside here, but throughout life, as I learned about energies and I learned that there is nothing, nothing else but energy. And uh, there are times there where you, you don't really want to accept that. And when you're going through your different religious beliefs or your different spiritual beliefs, and believe me, I've tried them all. It's, it's like, wow. Yeah, well, as someone who's trying to control you with their perception. And there's nothing wrong with their perception, but if you start to hang on to it, and uh, people say, well, I've stepped away from religion, I've gone on to the spiritual now. And so they then begin to talk about guides. And yes, I've been there, done that, and my guides told me this, and my guides are there. And one woman came to me and said, oh, my guides told me to wear such and such a dress today. And I said, do you really realize how ridiculous that is? And she said, she was really hurt. <laughs> and she said, my guides have believed me. I said, yeah, but they're not meant to tell you what dress to wear mm. and what to do in your everyday life. If you're talking about spiritual guides, you have to realize that they are also a reflection of you in another life. Of course. In a past life or a parallel life. So you're really talking to yourself. And hopefully it's a self that knows more than you. So they won't be telling you what dress to wear. And I said, if you can't accept that, then I'm sorry, 
we can't go forward. But she accepted it. And so that's the way it has been for me, black and white in that sense, scientific in another sense, and pure energy. And then you go into the emotions. I realize I'm not telling you exactly what I do here, but I'm telling you the way I got to where I am. You go into the emotional side of things and people go, oh, true love, true love. I've got to have this true love. And people say, you've got to love yourself. And especially when you do Reiki, they say you've got to give out unconditional love to everybody and love yourself. Well, it's like, okay, I can give out unconditional love to everybody. And then when you try to love yourself, it's, well, okay, you know, and it takes a while to start to accept that. So when we had this retreat resort, we had quite a lot of experiences. And and one night we were outside, there'd been a massage course on that day, and we were outside just standing about 10 feet away from the swimming pool. And all of a sudden, it felt like the energy around us was dropping down like grids all around us. And you could actually see these grids of energy. And then above, in front of us, above the swimming pool and the full length of the resort, which had 27 bedrooms, so it was long, this ship started to appear, started to manifest. This um, spaceship or UFO, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. started to appear. But before that, the swimming pool started to effervescent bubble with, with as though you'd thrown radar into it, started to effervescent bubble the energy. And we were waiting for, for the others in the group. There was only five of us. One had done a lot of work with us, but the other other three, two, had done nothing at all. And I mean nothing at all, except massage. And suddenly one of the women said, oh my God, look at the pool. And we said, yes. By that time we were slurring our words because the energy was so strong. Mm-hmm. So then this ship started to appear across and it seemed like ages before this girl again said, oh my God, there's a ship. <laughs> and we said, yes. And on the other side of the ship, these three beings appeared and they said the usual thing, we honor you, we greet you, look in the sky. So we looked up in the sky. We were on a hundred acres, in the middle of 2000 acres, and we had mountains all around us and the river in front. It was really like paradise, but very hard work. Mm-hmm. And in the sky, above one of the mountains, appeared two faces. They're about 30 foot high, these faces. And of course they were a holograph because the face is in the sky. And these faces turned around. And Mike and I recognized them as two, someone had given us a stone once. And when we looked at our hands, faces appeared on our hands. We recognized these faces as Mm. two different types of extraterrestrials. And then it was looked to the right. So then it began like a tennis match. We looked to the right and there was at least 200 ships in the sky of every shape you could imagine. All the people described teapot UFOs or round UFOs or cylinder UFOs. They were all there, every mm. one of them. Yeah. And they were so clear. And then it was like, look to the left. And it was as though above this mountain, the moon came up and the moon went down again. As if to say, it's not me, it's not an illusion. Mm. then bang it was 45 minutes long and when we looked at the others in the group they just hugged us and cried because it was 
energy was like that. And I didn't say, but when the grids of energy were coming down, we felt like we were melting in love. That's wow. the only way to describe it. And so from then on, they, um, you know, they would visit and, and they would talk to us and say, we're coming at such and such. And we'd say, no, you can't. We've got quite blase, we say. No, you can't. We've got guests arriving. We've got it. Sure enough, the guests had cancelled, but we would book again further on so that we weren't losing any money. And we learned so much about energy. And the fact about melting in love taught us that emotions aren't love. Energy is love. Mm. When you raise your vibrations to a certain level, you reach that unconditional love stage and you can, you can then operate in that unconditional love stage. Of course, they were lowering their vibrations and raising ours so that again, we could communicate. Communicate on that and level, yeah. And that's where we learned about the energies. So if you put that with everything you've learned in the energy world, and you start to really look at what is actually happening, all we're doing is facing another version of us, and they are facing another version of them. Yes. And they are teaching you as you are teaching them. And so you can only heal yourself. When you heal yourself, then everything else starts to work for you. Absolutely. Okay. So I intend to do uh, quite a few podcasts and, and, and some seminars online. Well, not seminars, debates and things online so that we can talk about everything from the stars to the everyday problems that are actually happening out there and relate it all into the energies. And um, through that, I hope people can grow. And um, if you if you want to learn more about me, you can go on to www.consciousgateways.net and my profile is there. And I work with um, co corporate scenes as well as the everyday person and obviously work with spiritual groups. And I do take groups to Egypt when we can go back. I've been there 27 times and uh, each time it's different and we go into the pyramids at midnight wow. uh, and uh, I go to Peru and different places like that and next year hopefully maybe the end of this year I'm going to France and we're going to do the Magdalena energy oh, which is another I, a lot of people relate that to Mary Magdalene mm. yes Mary Magdalene at one stage was giving out that energy but it is actually uh, just another um, vibration at a higher level which um, is quite amazing actually beautiful beautiful so anything else you want to know then sorry no, what did I'm, you say Aaron I was just about to comment that um, I've been threatening to go on these trips with you to Egypt and around for, for many years since we've known each other but for one reason or another I haven't been able to manifest that um, into my life so and I think about it every year, but oh, I must go with, I must get on one of these trips with Mary when she, when she's experiencing these energies and going through these, through these transitions and so forth. So it is quite amazing because, um, you know, we, we have a, a photograph of Mark, one of the guys that uh, is a psychologist in Sydney and he's, I've worked with Mark for over 30 years and mm. we do intensive work together and he, um, has a photograph and I have somewhere of going up into the King's Chamber and this cobra just hanging down and wrapped around his wrist. And obviously it's esoterical, 
but it's there on the photograph. It's wow. there on the photograph coming down. And so it was really, really interesting. And other people have, have walked in and 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 and, and seen themselves. So, Egypt is incredible in the sense that wherever you walk, you're walking into past lives of yourself. Yes. It really is that interesting. And um, it can be quite challenging for women because um, they totally ignore women. They will not take orders from women, which as a quadruple Scorpio and the tour leader was quite challenging at the uh -huh. beginning, as you can imagine. Yes. And I know the you first well. time we were going, going up into the King's Chamber, I, the very first time, I had no idea how high it was. I thought it was going to be about 300 meters high, so I had that plan. And you go into, into the entrance. And so I said to the guards on duty at night, the guards on duty at night are totally different than the ones during the day. They're very tall and they wear slate blue um, dresses, um, captains, and slate blue turban. And their eyes are piercing, they are very spiritual. But nevertheless, they won't take orders from women. Mm. And I said, right, I said, in half an hour, turn off the lights. Because I thought it was only going to be 300 meters high. And of course, one of the guys said, oh no, 10 minutes. So they listen to the guy rather than the woman. You go in and you look at and you think, oh my God, it's about 13 stories high inside and we had to climb. Then days it was just very narrow sand as you went up, 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 up and up. Now they have got barriers on it, thank goodness. But so we'd only got a short way up when all the lights went out and it was pitch black and sheer drop. We had a pencil torch and one candle. That's all we had. Oh, wow. <laughs> and we had to climb up these 13 stories <laughs> and get to the top. And the men had to crawl through because you have to bend double. But I was okay because I'm only short. I yeah. walked through it. And the King's Chamber is, is huge. It's absolutely huge. But that was the experience of the spiritual. These, these guards are, are, are truly spiritual beings. Well, the women, well. And over the years, the 27 tours, they started to respect women. But the last time I went, which was two years ago, before the COVID started, they turned right back to dismissing women. Wow. And so there's another fight on the hands there. They're trying to take Egypt back to where it was before. But the energies is interesting. You go to the different places and you can see the energies dying off on one side and resurrecting on another. Mm. And it's the same in South America, well, wherever you go, even, even Stonehenge. My um, email is uh, MaryShawConsciousGateways at gmail.com. Perfect. So if we want to get, if we want to be in touch with you, we certainly can to, to discuss, yeah. talk about, ask, or even be get involved in some of the teachings that you, you offer, which is amazing. Awesome. Thanks very much, yeah. Mary. I appreciate that. Thank you. So thank you for listening. I appreciate your time. Um, you can find me across social media, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Um, also, I have my website, coastlinecoaching.co.nz, for um, programs uh, and different supports that I offer um, across the board, from psychic readings, healings, to coaching services, and so forth. So again, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it, and please tune in again next time. I'll speak to you soon.